Hi guys, welcome back to Two Sisters and a TV. As always, and I've said this before, I am so behind when it comes to movies. I mean, I do love a good movie. I watched Mildred Pierce a few nights ago, which is one of my all-time favorites. Hadn't seen it in a long time. And uh, it was on Mother's Day night, and I was very happy to see that again. But I am so out of touch where movies are concerned. It is ridiculous, quite frankly. But I just found out a few days ago that there is a new Batman movie out there, which was released back in March. It is simply titled The Batman. And it stars Robert Pattinson, who, of course, we all remember from the Twilight movies. And also in the film are Zoe Kravitz as Catwoman, Paul Dano, or Dano, however you pronounce it, and Colin Farrell. This movie, of course, huge blockbuster, very, very successful at the box office, one of the biggest films of the year, if not the biggest. But today I want to talk about the original TV show, Batman, which made its debut in 1966. Batman, by the way, is back on MeTV, for those of you who were not aware of that. It was brought back about, I guess, a month ago. It is on Saturday nights at 10.30 Eastern, 9.30 Central. Just one episode per Saturday night. It comes on right before Star Trek. Um, Batman, when it was released, was a huge, huge phenomenon. Now, of course, for years, Batman had solely been in the comics, You know, that was how you saw Batman. Now, there was a Batman movie released around 1940. Very dear friend of mine sent me that movie. It was about maybe, it was less than an hour, I think. It's probably still on YouTube. I'm sure you can easily find it. Um, I don't recall who portrayed Batman in the movie, uh, but I do remember that he was wearing, of course, this was black and white. And he looked to have been wearing a completely bat, uh, black bat costume. It was kind of dark, as a matter of fact. Uh, very serious in tone. Good film, but that was, I believe, the very first time the character of Batman came out of the comics and was actually able to be seen. Now, I don't know how successful that particular film was, But for years, Batman was not on TV, not in the movies, except for that particular movie. So in 1965, it was decided that Batman would come to television for the first time. Auditions were out in L.A. Many actors tried out, auditioned for the roles of Batman and Robin. Among them, Lyle Wagoner, who we all know and remember from The Carol Burnett Show and Wonder Woman. However, as we all know, it was decided that Adam West would get the part. The reason? Adam West's voice. Adam West had the ability to make the most ridiculous line, the most absurd dialogue sound incredible. That's why he got the part. And of course, Burt Ward got, got, the, par, uh, got the part of Robin, the boy wonder. So production began in 1965 very dangerous, uh, you know, production, very dangerous set in the beginning, particularly for Burt Ward. He was in a couple of accidents from day one when they began to shoot the pilot to Batman. 
they were doing a high-speed chase scene, and the car to the Batmobile flew open, and I believe he fell out of the car and injured himself. He was in the emergency room several times during the first few episodes of Batman. That's just how really dangerous that particular set was, especially for him. So they began to kind of, and I think the reason why is because Batman was something brand new. Um, There hadn't really been a really big, successful superhero TV series since Superman in the 50s. So Batman was very expensive to produce from the from out of the gate. It was very expensive. It was in color from the very beginning. And they wanted it to be really high tech, really current, really hip. And I think that they kind of didn't know how to handle a production of that of that measure, of that size. So that's why there were so many mishaps, dangerous mishaps early on. By the way, there are some really good videos about the Batman TV show on YouTube. Lots of good videos, uh, behind the scenes stories about the series. Also the audition of uh, Lyle Wagoner and the gentleman who portrayed or tried out for Robin along with him. You can go over to YouTube and do a search and all kinds of goodies are going to come up. There is a Burt Ward video that talks about his life before, during, and after Batman. Really good video. And so uh, I would definitely recommend going there and doing a search and taking a look around because you'll find some real treasures over there. But anyway, uh, production began and, you know very successful, you know, despite the accidents, everything was going pretty well. But again, it was very costly. I mean, they had that, they had that bat cave, they had the Batmobile. So, I mean, they put a lot of money into this show, but fortunately it paid off. Batman made its debut on ABC January 12th, 1966. I think that was a Wednesday night because Batman was on Wednesday night and Thursday night. That's just how popular that it was because you had the first episode on Wednesday nights and then you had the concluding episode a night later. Batman, I mean, very, very successful. It was a phenomenon. Everyone was watching Batman. Everyone was talking about Batman. As a matter of fact, there is an American Bandstand episode on YouTube where uh, they are showing a trailer for Batman. You know, that's something else you can check out if you like. It was really interesting to see. Dick Clark said, oh, the Batman is coming. You saw the Batman logo, and then you saw a preview of the show. So uh, when it hit, it hit really, really big. There was a lot of promotion for it before it ever hit the air. So people were already fired up and excited and pumped about it before it even, you know, made its debut. It was so extremely popular. That was definitely the brand new hit show of 1966. Immediately a top 10 rated show, top five rated show, both episodes, both the Wednesday night and Thursday night episode, very successful. And it made a huge impact upon society, upon pop culture. As a matter of fact, every man I have ever known who was a little boy during that time, whether uh, it was my uncle, whether uh, friends of the family, other relatives, whether it was guys that I was dating, they all had one thing in common. 
They all wanted to be Batman when they were little boys. Every single one of them have told me that they wanted to be Batman. And I can see why, because I mean, Batman was just, he was so moral. He was so right in everything. He was so smart and he was just brilliant. I mean, he and Robin would get into some very precarious situations thanks to the crazy villains that they were dealing with and fighting crime against, like the Riddler and the Joker, Catwoman, Mr. Freeze, the Penguin. They would end up in some crazy situations, and you could help but wonder, well, how are they going to get out of this one? But Batman always was so brilliantly smart, he knew how to get them out of any situation they came into. And that utility belt of his... It was so well stocked. He had everything, every device imaginable in that utility belt of his. So Batman, of course, it was so different. It was so new. There was no TV show on like it. Um, you had, of course, like I said, it was in color. You had the words on the screen during the fight scenes. Pow, pop, biff oof slam that had not not been seen on tv before so it was definitely uh very captivating you know to to the nation i mean batman was on the cover of life magazine tv guide i mean it was just there were all kinds of uh you know memorabilia i'm sure if you go to ebay you can find plenty of batman tv show memorabilia um but it was very very successful as a matter of fact julie newmar who was the first Catwoman in the TV show, had not heard of it. She's kind of like me when it came when it comes to movies. I'm so out of the loop. Well, she was out of the loop in regard to television at the time. She knew nothing about Batman, had never seen it. She was asked to audition for the part of Catwoman. And her brother, who was in college, I believe he was in Boston, of course, he knew all about Batman. And she mentioned the audition to him for Catwoman. She didn't know anything about it. But, of course, he and his buddies knew all about Batman. And he told her, if you don't try out for that part, I will never speak to you again. So, of course, she tried out for the part. And, of course, she won the role of Catwoman. Uh, but it was, like I said, popular amongst not only kids, but high school students, college kids, uh, you know, my family definitely very much into Batman. My mom was a senior in high school when it made its debut. My uncle was a college professor, had just been teaching for uh, just about half a year. He loved Batman. I mean, that was, I mean, one of his favorite shows of all time was Batman. And interestingly enough, it debuted on his actual birthday. So that made it even more special. But, um... Definitely a huge ratings bonanza. Um, I think that they picked the perfect actors to portray Batman and Robin. I think they picked the perfect actors to portray pretty much everybody. They really did excellent casting on that show. Now, I found this out not too long ago. You know, the Batman movie was always released in 1966. Well, maybe you haven't seen it. But um, that was filmed before the TV show made its debut. They wanted to release Batman in the theaters first and then take it to TV. I didn't know this for many, many years. I just found it out. But they decided that the Batman movie might fail. And they wanted to debut it on TV first. Again, they had a lot invested into this show they had a lot riding on it so they want to be very careful how it made its debut 
So they decided to hold off on the movie and release it later and release the TV show first. The movie was released, I think, that summer of 66. Now, in the movie, you have, of course, Burgess Meredith as the Penguin, Frank Gorshin as the Riddler, Cesar Romero as the Joker, and Lee Merriweather as Catwoman. Julie Newmar was unable to do the film, so Lee Merriweather stepped in and was Catwoman. I love the Batman movie. Um, I think it's hilariously funny, and I love seeing all four of the villains in it, you know, and it's, it's, a, it's a really good movie. It didn't do that well at the box office, to my surprise. I, I found out it didn't. It wasn't like a big blockbuster, but it is a, you know, fan favorite. And I remember this was probably in 1990, 1991. I was shopping at Sears one day and I saw the Batman movie on VHS. My sister had just gotten into Batman like a year or two earlier. She was a big, big, phenomenal fan of it. And she really loved the movie. And the TV show was in on uh, was on TV and reruns and syndication every day. So, you know, we were both really into that. So I bought her the Batman movie for, uh, I believe, her birthday. And she was so thrilled to get that movie. She watched that movie like literally daily for a long time. And knowing her, she still has it. But um, the let's get to the villains that were in um, the Batman TV show. The ones I just mentioned, again, perfectly cast, perfectly cast. Um, they were so good at what they did. They were so good at those particular villains that they portrayed. Now, Catwoman, that's another different story altogether. There were three, of course, as a lot of you know, there were three Catwomans on the Batman TV show or within the Batman TV show, that that particular franchise. Julie Newmar, as I mentioned, and Lee Merriweather, whom I also mentioned, and then Eartha Kitt. Now, each of these ladies I have enormous respect for. I think that each did a fantastic job as Catwoman. They each brought something really unique and really special and really different to the table. Julie Newmar killed it in that Catwoman suit. She really did. Julie Newmar was gorgeous. She had a sex appeal and kind of not really an innocence, but she was very seductive. You know, she and and, and Adam West had a very unique chemistry on screen. So she was very, I can't really put it into words, how Julie Newmar was as Catwoman, but she was superb. Lee Merriweather, again, she too looked great in the Catwoman suit. She was more, I think, devious in her portrayal as Catwoman. She wasn't very nice in her portrayal. Julie Newmar, I think, not that either of these Catwomen were nice, but I think Julie Newmar did have more of a, um, not niceness to her, not innocence either. I can't think of the word, but um, I think she had the most care for Batman amongst the three. That's what I'm trying to say. But uh, Lee Merriweather definitely pretty vicious. She definitely had a scowl to her that the other two Catwomen did not have. And she's a very nice lady. 
I mean, everyone says Lee Mary Weather is very nice. And all you have to do is just watch her in an interview. She's a very sweet person. So it was a real stretch for her to portray uh, the character of Catwoman, and especially to be so vicious with it. But she did a great job. And yes, she looked good in the suit. And she was really good on screen with, you know, the actress that she was portraying with, you know, the other villains in the movie. Now, in 1967, uh, Julie Newmar could not... Per- uh, appear in Batman, the TV show, any longer. Not sure as to why that was, but Eartha Kitt got the part. Eartha Kitt, I, 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 she had the perfect voice for Catwoman. That voice of hers, the way she would roll those R's, the way she would purr, and she too looked hot in the cat suit, the Catwoman suit. Eartha Kitt just brought something really dynamic and special to the part of Catwoman. She was absolutely amazing in that role and you know dynamically good she just i mean julie newmar has said said publicly that eartha kid is her favorite cat woman which that's saying a lot about what a really good job that she did in that role but i like all three of the actresses who portrayed Catwoman, and if you go to youtube all three actresses were on the 2004 version of the tv land awards They all presented an award. I can't remember the award they presented, but they were all there together. Please go check that out because just to see the three of them on screen together is priceless. Absolutely unforgettable. I loved seeing the three of them together. There are also pictures. You go to Google and type in TV Land Awards Catwoman or however you'd like to search for it. You can find some really awesome pictures of the three of them together. It's great. It was wonderful to see them all back together again, to see them together for the very first time like that. I think that was the first time they were all together on screen. It was wonderful. But anyway, Batman, definitely the biggest show, the TV show of 1966. And of course, uh, so many actors wanted to, you know, appear on Batman. Amongst them, Frank Sinatra, believe it or not. Saying or not, Frank <laughs> Oh, dear. Frank Sinatra was a fan of the show, wanted very desperately to appear in it, but the producers didn't want to work with him. But Sinatra was known for being very difficult to work with, particularly when it came to acting. He was basically someone who did not like to, you know, take second takes. He was a one-take actor. He was known for being pretty volatile at times on the set and they don't want to deal with him that's why he was never in an episode of batman but he really wanted to do that but uh one of my favorite parts about batman were you know when batman and robin were climbing up the side of a wall and all of a sudden they would run into someone someone would pop uh pop up in the window like lurch from the adams family dick clark colonel clink from hogan's heroes Sammy Davis Jr. That was one of my favorite parts of the show. Because you know who's going to pop up, you know, in the window. And that was something that, you know, lots of actors really wanted to do. That was a great way for them to be on the show was to say just to show up in the window. So that, again, was a lot of fun to watch. The whole show was a lot of fun. And it's so campy. Batman, the TV show, so hilariously funny. I mean, what I love about Adam West is that and that's why he got the part of I just said. He was able to take the most ridiculous lines and make them, you know, sound realistic. He gave them 
uh, credibility. He had the perfect voice. To this day, I love to hear Adam West speak. I love to watch Batman and hear him talk. There was an episode I saw um, not too long ago. I can't remember the episode, but the Joker was the villain of the week. Uh, brilliantly portrayed by Cesar Romero, of course. And he was on TV and he was, you know, really giving Batman and Robin a serious run. You know, they were having a difficult time with the Joker and trying to sort of subdue him in his efforts to take over, you know, with all of his evil plots. So they were watching him, I believe, in the Batcave, Batman, Robin, and Alfred. You know, Alfred, of course, was, you know, Bruce Wayne's loyal butler, the one who knew everybody's secret. But uh, they were all in the Batcave watching the Joker on TV. And Batman had had enough of listening at the Joker and seeing him. And so he told Alfred to turn it off. There was just something about the way he said to turn off the TV. He said, turn it off, Alfred. I was in stitches. I can't tell you what was so funny about that, but I laughed for about a good 15 minutes. It was just so funny the way that he said that. The way that Adam West could deliver a line was just masterful. He was so good in that part. He was literally born to portray Batman. And to this day, and like I said, I've only seen, I'll get more off into this later. I will get off into it later. I won't, don't, don't want to digress too much and lose focus here. But um, he was just so good in that role. And he had the perfect speaking voice. His voice was very intelligent. You know, his, his voice was soothing, calming, sexy, seductive, and authoritative when need be. But uh, there's just something about the way that he would say things. You know, so Batman was very campy. It was very funny. Um, another example, and this is classic. My sister and I still crack up about this whenever we think about it, whenever we happen to see it. In the Batman movie, Batman's trying to get rid of, uh, oh, no, not, that's not the scene. I was thinking about the scene where Batman was trying to get rid of the bomb. And he's like, some days you just can't get rid of a bomb. Again, hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> but there's another scene prior to that where Batman and Robin were trying to uh, use some kind of a tool, you know, in, in, in uh, you know, their particular uh, heat of the moment battle. And, uh, you know, the batteries were dead. I forget what they were trying to use. I don't remember the, the specifics right now. But I remember the line. I remember the dialogue that he used. He said, he announced, confound it, the batteries are dead. We just crack up every time we hear him say that. Every time we hear him say that, we just, we, we, we laugh hysterically. Because again, he had the way of delivering a line so perfectly, no matter how ridiculous it sounded. He made it sound serious. And of course, the Batman TV show was never meant to be serious because you have to remember that this was 1966. The network, the suits, the execs in charge, they were not going to have anything really dark on TV. They wanted to make sure that Batman was going to be a family-friendly show, was not going to be something that the kids were going to be afraid of and have nightmares about. They wanted it to be non-threatening, so they were not going to make it like the movies have been over the years. The movies, uh, and I've only seen one Batman movie, but the movies, from what I understand, are really dark. And they were not going to have a dark version of Batman on TV in the mid-60s. That just was not going to happen. 
Maybe if they were doing it in the 70s, it might have had a darker tone a little bit, but not in the mid-60s. But I, I think that's fine. Batman, definitely um, a product of its time. It's definitely 1966, mid-60s all the way around. It's, it's you know, it fits perfectly from the time from whence it came. But again, Batman finished out the first season. It was a mid-season, of course. I mean, a mid-season debut that January, and it finished out the first season very, very, very successfully. Came back with a fall of 1966. Again, you had, you know, more villains, and you had, um, let's see, you had Egghead, and you had, um, I believe, Marsha, Queen of the Diamonds. She was portrayed by Carolyn Jones. For, uh, I believe, an episode, maybe two, you had John Aston as the Riddler, which people to this day still say that only Frank Gorshin could do the Riddler, and I agree with that. For one thing, only Frank Gorshin could do that crazy laugh. But he had more villains and more of the like and more fight scenes, more fighting crime, more of the utility belt, more of Julie Newmar. But by 1967, the ratings did begin to kind of slip because basically you were seeing the same thing week after week. You know, not that I'm criticizing anything because I'm not, but it's true. You were basically seeing the same fight scenes, the same plots. They tried to keep it fresh, particularly the scenarios that Batman and Robin would get themselves in, um, in every Wednesday episode, same bat time, same bat channel. They tried to keep that as fresh as they could. The writers did and the producers did. But it began to, like I said, get kind of stale. And so the ratings began to reflect that. So by 1967, they decided to, uh, for the fall, bring in a brand new character. That new character, of course, was Batgirl, portrayed by Yvonne Craig. Now, Batgirl was the daughter of Commissioner Gordon. She was Barbara Gordon, and of course... She was really able to pull off the uh, Batgirl disguise very well because, of course, Barbara Gordon had very short, dark hair, while Batgirl had long or shoulder-length red hair. Batgirl, definitely not a bad addition to the show. Batgirl looked great in the Batgirl suit. There was even a Batgirl theme song for a while. Um, There were some Batman songs, by the way, during the course of the show, particularly when it first made its debut. The Marquettes did a great version of Batman. Um, It's on YouTube. Great version. Jane and Dean did a great version of uh, Batman in early 66 as well, one of their albums. Um, But yeah, there was a Batgirl song. And she wrote, you know, that awesome, you know, little motorcycle. And, you know, Batgirl, very cool. Um, She had great chemistry with both Batman and Robin. And, you know, she was a good addition to the show. I particularly liked uh, seeing she and Eartha Kitt tangle when uh, Eartha Kitt took over as Catwoman. You know, they, you know, had their entanglements and they had a great chemistry on screen as well. Of course, Alfred also knew her secret. He knew that Barbara Gordon and Batgirl were one and the same. Um, Also by 1967, Aunt Harriet, who was portrayed by Madge Blake, Pretty much was written out of the show because production costs were a factor. And, you know, they had all these villains they had to, you know, keep on the show. And they were not cheap. The villains who came in each week on Batman, they were pretty costly to uh, to pay. There's a video about that on YouTube as well. About the salaries of the actors who were on Batman, on the Batman series. I haven't watched that one yet, but I definitely have it on my to-do list. 
And of course, like I said, um, also Madge Health was, Madge Blake, rather, so sorry, Madge Blake was in uh, poor health at the time. So that's another reason why she was written out of the show. But um, Batgirl did bring some new life into Batman. I think the ratings did take a little bit of an increase at one point. But again, the novelty wore off pretty quickly, unfortunately. And again, you know, Batman kind of continued to not be at the peak of the ratings anymore as it had been in the beginning. Because honestly, I've said this before, um, when a TV show out of the gate is that successful, sometimes it's hard for that success to be maintained. Sometimes the only place to go unfortunately is down when you have been that big when you have blown up and you become that huge that fast there's nowhere to go but down and I think that that too is what happened to Batman so by 1968 um it was determined that you ABC was looking at you know bringing the show to a close by 1968, the brand new hit TV show of the day was Ronan Martin's Laughing over on NBC. People were really getting off into that and its zingers, its commentary, and how it was addressing everything from the Vietnam War to women's rights and racism. And I did a, an episode about Ronan Martin's Laughing a couple of months ago uh, where I touched off on just what a phenomenon that Laughing was, as well as Batman. You know, it too, big, big phenomenon. But in in March of 1968, uh, CBS, not CBS, ABC, canceled Batman. But here is an interesting twist on that. NBC, which is, of course, where Rhoda Martin's laughing was being shown. NBC wanted to pick it up. They wanted to bring it to NBC for at least one more season. So everything was all set. Everything was all good to go. They were going to bring it to NBC. But here was the problem with that. As I said, Batman was a very expensive show to produce. Very expensive show to keep up and to keep going and to run. They wanted ABC to transport the sets to NBC. Unfortunately, when word of the cancellation broke, ABC destroyed the sets for Batman. And NBC didn't have the money or else they were not willing to put up the money to rebuild the sets. So unfortunately, that was the end of Batman, which I hate that because I would have loved to see one more season. I would love to see an Eartha Kit play Catwoman a few more times, see more of Batgirl, just see more of Batman and Robin themselves. Because, you know, Burt, Burt Ward and Adam West had a great chemistry and they remain lifelong friends, by the way. They were very good friends behind the scenes. They did a lot of romancing women behind the scenes because Batman was very popular like I said um, you know very very popular show they had a lot of loyal female fans and a lot of these female fans you know there were definitely involvements that they had with these female fans Adam West and Burt Ward again you can find that on YouTube videos you can hear more about it over there but uh they had a wonderful chemistry and I would have loved to have, you know, seen at least one more season of Batman. That would have been great. But 
unfortunately, it just it was not allowed to happen. I hate that ABC acted so quickly and demolished the sets because had they not done that, had they just waited a little while longer to do that, then of course Batman would have been over on NBC. That would have been great. But uh, they'd have been over there with uh, not only Laugh-In, but Bonanza. And they'd have been over there with Ironside. It would have been wonderful. But uh, Batman, the TV show, definitely has a very strong legacy. Adam West is the only Batman actor, the only actor to portray Batman, who was not only on TV, but also in the movies. No one else holds that title except for him. Now, of course, with the Batman movies, um, the first actor to portray Batman after Adam West in the movies was Michael Keaton. You also had Ben Affleck and Christian Bale and um, I know I'm forgetting somebody, but George Clooney. Yes, George Clooney. But uh, Adam West, definitely my favorite Batman. There's a meme out there. I'm sure that a lot of you have seen it. It says, you might as well go ahead and admit it. Michael Keaton is the best Batman, which... I can't say I've never seen him portray Batman, so I can't I can't say anything about his portrayal. That would not be very fair. But the one and only Batman movie that I have seen to date was the one that was released in 1997, which starred George Clooney. George Clooney, of course, was Batman. Chris O'Donnell was Robin. I hope I got his name right. And Alicia Silverstone who had been in Clueless two years earlier, was Batgirl. And Arnold Schwarzenegger was Mr. Freeze. That movie was kind of campy. It was a lot like the TV show. It definitely was not dark-themed. We went to see it. It was great. You know, we had a really good time with that. It was a really good movie. Really enjoyed it. It was very, as I said, very reminiscent of the TV show because it was very campy like the show was. Um, it was definitely not a dark Batman film. Um, and honestly, I can't say that I would not mind seeing one of the dark Batman movies, but I kind of think the TV show and the George Clooney version, I think that they might have ruined that for me because honestly, I enjoy Batman being tongue in cheek and campy and lighthearted and funny, you know, not saying I couldn't appreciate a darker version. Um, but at the same time, I might not like the darker version, um, at all. It's hard to say, but, uh, I, like I said, still enjoy watching Batman. I love, I've loved watching the reruns down through the years. Um, and there's some great Batman reunions on YouTube of the TV show. One of my favorites was, uh, there were All-Star Family Feud episodes in 1983 where you had TV show cast from yesterday portraying, or not portraying, but uh, playing against each other. And in one of those episodes, you had Batman playing against Gilligan's Island. Absolutely classic. If you haven't seen that, I would definitely recommend you go and check that out. Because for the Batman team, you had Adam West, Burt Ward, Yvonne Craig, Lee Merriweather, and Vincent Price. Vincent Price, of course, was Egghead. And, of course, on the Gilligan's Island side, you had the Skipper, Mr. and Mrs. Howell, the Professor, and Marianne. So, definitely, 
you, I would definitely recommend checking that out. That is so much fun to watch. And it, it was great seeing the cast of Batman come back and do that. Ask Willis Gilligan's Island, y'all. That Petticoat Junction come back. The Brady Bunch came back. So, I mean, it's those are really fun to watch. I got to tell you the truth. I skipped school to see the Brady Bunch. I faked sick. I was in seventh grade, sixth or seventh grade. I faked sick so I could stay home and see the Brady Bunch on Family Feud because they those episodes were shown on ABC in the daytime. So they were not on syndication, so I couldn't watch them at night when I got home from school. So I pretended to be sick so I could stay home and see the Brady Bunch. But uh, yeah, those are really fun to watch. And there's also a really great reunion of the Batman cast on um, Ross Schaefer's um, late night show in, I believe this was 1980, uh, 1988. Yeah, the year before the Michael Keaton, the first Michael Keaton movie was released. You had Adam West, Burt Ward, Julie Newmar, Eartha Kitt. Frank Gorshin, you had Alan Napier, who was um, Alfred, and you had someone else. I'm, there was someone else who was there. I'm drawing a blank on. Yes, he's Romero, who did a taped interview with Ross Schaefer, uh, but that was a great interview. Ross Schaefer, for some reason, not very nice at one point during the special to Frank Gorshin. Don't understand why that was. That definitely a little turn off there but if you can just kind of put that out of your mind and not let that bother you very much it's a great reunion of the cast of batman there was also a reunion on the maury povich show when maury povich's show this was before it was all about you are not the father long before that ever came into being it was uh julie newmar and lee merriweather and then later on, Adam West surprised them both and came out. And their reactions to seeing him were priceless. So if you like the TV show like I do, there's lots of great stuff on YouTube you can go and check out. I think there are a couple of Batman books as well about the show. I think Adam West wrote a book. I'm not quite sure about Burt Ward. I think that uh, a couple of the cast members from the TV show have written books. I think Julie Newmar wrote a book. I believe Eartha Kitt wrote a book. A woman's written about her. But there is a lot of good stuff out there if you're a fan of the Batman TV show like me. I'm overdue to go and take a look around myself to see what's out there. I love to go pick up a couple of things. I think the entire series is available on DVD. Of course, the Batman movie from 66 is available on uh, DVD. I don't know if there are any like special, um, you know, extra special goodies available or that are a part of it. Again, I haven't even looked, to be honest with you. Uh, like if there are there any interviews or any, you know, outtakes or anything like that, any... Um, fun things like that. Hopefully there are, but again, I haven't looked. Um, I'm just happy that I can see Batman every Saturday night over on MeTV. But uh, yeah, like I said, um, Batman, the TV show, very special place in the hearts of many people. When Adam West passed away in 2017, this just shows how special Adam West is in the hearts of so many people, as well as the Batman TV show. There was a tribute to him in L.A., downtown. Uh, Burt Ward attended, as did Lee Merriweather, and of course, as did Adam West's family. They lit up um, 
the bat signal. They had the bat, a, a lighting of the bat signal from the TV show downtown in LA. It was wonderful. It was a beautiful tribute to not only the Batman TV show, but to Adam West. And again, <clears throat> excuse me, the video um, is on YouTube. Very, very touching uh, tribute to him. Now, I don't know if this is true or not. This could be a rumor. I hope it is a rumor. But um, Adam West wanted to be in the Batman films because they were so successful. They were blockbusters. I mean, you had, I mean, Michelle Pfeiffer as Catwoman. Uh, Danny DeVito, I believe, was the Joker. As I said, Michael Keaton was Batman. You had some big names in those films. So they were always very successful, very popular at the box office. And Adam West wanted to be a part of that. But I read somewhere that he was turned down every time that he made the request to be in Batman. I don't think that that was very right to insult him in that way since he was the first Batman. I mean, there's the Batman in the movie I talked about from like 1940, but I... I'm talking about the first Batman that we all remember and that we know. Um, I don't think that was very fair to leave him out and exclude him in that way, especially since he wanted to be a part. But I think, and I might be wrong, but I'm thinking that maybe the reason why they didn't want him in it was because they felt that if Adam West had been there, because Adam West was so synonymous with Batman for the rest of his life, they... Uh, might have been thinking that he would have taken away some of the appeal of Michael Keaton as Batman, that his performance would have been somewhat diminished. His presence would have been diminished, somewhat tarnished with Adam West on the scene. Adam West wanted to portray Alfred. And although he would have, you know, um, not had a major role in the films, I think they were thinking that that would have been too big, of, too big of a distraction. So maybe that's why they didn't want him to be a part of the films. But um, Batman, by the way, Adam Westbrook Ward were honored by the TV Land Awards in 2006. They were back for that. Julie Newmar was in the audience. Um, I think it's on YouTube. It was great seeing them being honored. Um, they were honored along with the cast of Dallas and Good Times. So it was wonderful to see them back and to, to be honored. But the TV show, definitely not forgotten. I mean, all these years later, people still love the Batman TV show. There's just something special about it. There's something special about not only Adam West and Burt Ward, but Julie Newmar and Yvonne Craig, Cesar Romero, Eartha Kitt, Frank Gorshin, um, Burgess Meredith, and all the other actors who portrayed on Batman. I mean, the actors who were uh, Commissioner Gordon and, and, and Chief O'Hara, Madge Blake as Aunt Harriet. There was something special about all of those people, something very dear about all of them, Ellen Napier, who was Alfred. There is just something that can't be replicated about the TV show. You know, there's just something that puts it, has it set apart in its own way. And it's just in a very special place within pop culture and within the hearts and minds of so many people, including yours truly. That's why I'm so happy I got to do this episode about Batman. When I found out there was a new Batman movie out there, um, I got so excited. I said, 
this is going to be a great opportunity to do an episode about Batman, which I've been wanting to do that anyway when I found Batman was back on MeTV. I was thinking about doing a Batman episode. But um, finding out that there's a brand new movie out there, you know, also gave me extra encouragement and motivation to do an episode. But I have always loved the Batman TV show. I had a little crush on Adam West at one point when I was in high school. Um, (laughs) That voice alone could make you get a crush on him but uh, there was also a movie that they did on uh cbs called uh bat i think it was called back to the bat cave the the adventures of adam and bert adam west and bert ward i'm probably bungling the title but julie newmar was in it as was frank gorshin it was kind of different they were showing batman scenes but they were also talking about the private lives of Adam and Bert. So it was very different. You know, uh, I definitely, I I go check that out. It was funny. It was good. It was entertaining. You know, I watched it. I wasn't going to miss it. Everything, every time there's something about the Batman TV show that's on, I always watch it. No matter what it is, I'm going to go watch it. Something on TV, something on YouTube, whatever, I'm going to go check it out. That's just how big of a fan I I am of this show. But uh, they invited Yvonne Craig to to also be a part of it, but she didn't care for the script, so she wasn't in it, unfortunately. But uh, yeah, I would go and look that up on YouTube because it's really unique the way that they do that. One minute they're Batman and Robin, then all of a sudden they're Adam and Bert. So it's really unique how they interchanged the parts in that way. Also... um, there have been animated versions of Batman down through the years. Burt Ward and Adam West did voices on several of those. My personal favorite is the uh, cartoon that was on CBS in 1977. The one that also included Batmite. I can't remember the exact name. I think it was the New Adventures of Batman and Robin, something like that. I think that was the title, perhaps. But uh, they voiced the characters of Batman and Robin. That was my introduction to Batman, as a matter of fact, that cartoon. Because it would come on in the mornings, like this, around the same time as Isis. You know, remember Mighty Isis? Uh, it came on the same time as Looney Tunes, around that same time. It came on before Fat Albert. So that was a part of my Saturday morning uh, TV watching for a while. It ran, I think, for a couple of years on CBS, but that was how I first found out about Batman and Robin was the cartoon. I discovered the TV show in the 80s, but that cartoon, of course, as I said, voiced by Adam West and Burt Ward, was my introduction to Batman, and I loved, loved that cartoon. A lot of people don't care for Batmite. They still don't like Batmite. They equate him with Scrappy-Doo, which I think is a little extreme. Batmite was too much. He was very over the top, but he was not as obnoxious as Scrappy-Doo. Batman, Batmite, rather, was a big, big fan of Batman, and he just literally worshipped Batman. And, of course, you know, he, you know, like I said, he would get himself and get them into trouble sometimes. So, yeah, there was definitely an annoying quality to Batmite, but he did have some humor to him. Scrappy-Doo had no humor to him at all. But that's for another episode for another time to get up into Scrappy-Doo. But anyway, yeah, I just had to mention that, that cartoon. I think there are episodes on YouTube I need to check. But that was how I first discovered Batman. And that's how my love affair began with Batman and particularly with Adam West and Burt Ward. Burt Ward, still alive and well. He's a Facebook friend of mine. Um, He 
is still out there with his wife and his daughter. They have uh, like a foundation where they save um, animals and they groom them and they make sure that they get good owners. So they've been doing that for years. You can go and check Burt Ward. He has his own website. As a matter of fact, you can go check him out, Google him and, you know, check out and see what he's, what he's doing now and what he's up to. Um, I think he's written a book about his years on Batman, if I'm not mistaken. Julie Newmar, of course, still alive and well. She's still with us. Sadly, a lot of the cast of Batman has passed on. Um, Yvonne Craig, Eartha Kitt, Ellen Napier, um, you know, they've all passed. But uh, we still have Julie Newmar and Burt Ward with us. And, uh, you know, they definitely deserve to be celebrated as they are a couple of legends when it comes to Batman and very unforgettable, both of them. So again, this was a lot of fun for me to do personally. All of my podcast episodes are fun to do, but this one a little bit more fun because Batman, again, so funny, so entertaining, so tongue in cheek and campy. I just, I just love it to pieces. And so doing this episode was a lot of fun for me. And uh, yeah, this was great. But I'm going to go ahead and bring it to a close now. But uh, I can't tell you how much fun that I had doing this and how much I had, how much fun I had even, you know, preparing for it. So um, till next time when I'm back with a brand new episode, uh, I look forward to going and uh, over to YouTube watching some more awesome videos, ones that I mentioned to you. And I'm looking forward to seeing Batman on Saturday night over on MeTV. So until next time, again, when I'm back with a brand new episode, I'll see you all then.